how do we do this? Um, welcome to the Logosphere. This is Chris Stites here as always with JD Roof. Hello, good evening. And right now JD is trying to quickly recover from a significant blood sugar crash. Yeah, it's happening. It's in real time. We didn't plan this either. So, but I'll put this for the camera. Uh, there it is. A hundred is normal, I believe. Is that right? And you were at three hundred earlier. Yes, I was. Mm -hmm. It's kind of roller coaster for you. Well, a couple hours of fun. And despite JD being eighteen years sober, his condition has him in a barely sober state right now. Yeah, as far as I can tell, I'm a little sauce balls. Yes, so. Yeah, so we were talking about doing shorter videos. First of all, like I think we should just close the loop on on the term homoerotica. What does that mean? Oh, I just, I guess homosexual. It's like gay porn. Is it a synonym for gay porn, or is it something different? I have to look it up. Homo. Erectus, though. Hold on. Uh. <laughs> My VPN's going like, no, dude. Don't do it. Is that what VPNs are? Well, yeah, they can, because you're, you're going on websites that are like... Sounds like your VPN's homophobic. Homoeroticism is sexual attraction between members of the same sex, either male-male or female-female. The concept differs from the concept uh, differs from the concept of homosexuality. How? It refers specifically to the desire itself, which can be temporary, whereas homosexuality implies a more permanent state of identity or sexual orientation. So homoeroticism is just like like kind of got freaky one night. Yeah, you, got a little carried away. Yeah, or you caught you like you're catching a feeling. Yeah, for somebody or some something. And you want to like go plurge into it and then, but it's not like your identity. I still don't think that covers a homoerotica. Homoerotica, a form of erotica, sensual romantic situations that occurs between people of the same sex, Okay. especially in the case of same sex couples. So if you're out on a date with a couple and like you want to like hook up with the dude and you're a dude. Or if the girls, I would, I could see it happening more with the girls, right? I mean, I guess it depends who you're, who you're hanging around with. There's a asymmetry when it comes to male and female homosexuality, as far as well. Have you ever understand? Have you ever done any uh, homoerotica stuff? Mm -hmm. Have you ever had that? You know, a little bit. I've dabbled. Yeah, I've dabbled. It's very uncomfortable for me. I, I, I have this joke that I'll, that, yeah, that I'll throw on people. If, if somebody's like a homophobe or they're like really like, yo, get away, like don't give me a hug too long, you know, like they're like macho dudes, I'll be like, well, how do you know you're not gay? I'll be like, well, but have you have you tried it? Have you made out with a dude with like a hairy beard? Mm. Like, how do you know if you don't like it if you haven't tried it? I know more because I've, <laughs> I'm, I'm less gay than you, you because, because I've, I've tried, tried it, it and know I don't like it for sure. <laughs> I've road tested it. I've got evidence. I, and, and I... I, I believe I have. Yeah. I believe I have. I don't know if I was there, 
Um, that was in my drinking and using days, but yeah, I know it's just not for me. What's with like, quote unquote, straight guys acting gay with each other? Is that a thing? Yeah. It's like a form of, I don't know, endearment, locker room stuff, talking about, you know. Well, we could get philosophical. Let's do it. Plato and, you know, Aristotle and like the whole teaching and how they, you know, how they created academia and like the first kind of college, right? Let's say you had a family and you couldn't afford school. You would want your kid to get taught by the best minds of Athens or, you know, in Greece, right? If your boy didn't have a beard yet, he could go to school and get trained by, you know, Plato or Plato's disciples and get an education. And then once the beard started growing on his face, no more fellatio. They didn't want that scruff. Yeah, they don't want that scruff, right? Yeah. They wanted that like bare baby bo- bottom. Yeah, my sister once shared with me different conceptions of male and female that one one way of looking at a boy is that they're not yet a man. Like they're almost the same as a female in the sense that they're both not yet a man. And it actually relates to my very limited understanding of how like zygotes develop. You know, I believe that we all start out female. Is that right? And then I'm, I'm out of my depth. I think you're out of your, I think because we're getting a, you know, we're going to be like, I remember going through the pregnancy, you get a blood test. So check this out. Geneticists have discovered that all human embryos start life as females, as do all embryos of mammals. Mm, so so like, the, maleness, like the penis pushes through. The, yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's crazy. But the, the maleness emerges from what starts out in both situations as, as a female. As a female. To bring it back to, you know, Plato and the Greeks, yeah. to some degree that you could conceive of it as not gay in the sense that it's two men, but it's a, it's a man and a not yet man. Yeah, but to me, it's still objectively like wrong, like... Um, an older dude having so, a bunch of boys around him sucking on his PP and like teaching them philosophy. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, it just goes together like peas and carrots, doesn't it? It's just so bad. And I don't know how legit this information that I got in college mm-hmm. is. Do you think the ancient Greeks were just more like, like, they're more progressive than us. You know, they were yeah, less, like, well, homophobic. But, but they didn't the, have the same norms around. But it's it's funny, though, because, because, I mean, you know, there is an argument that Plato is kind of a proto-Marxist, really. His, well, the Republic in, yeah, was, the Republic. like, a utopian kind of fantasy. Yeah. And there's no more there's no more nuclear family. Mm-hmm. There's no more, like, this is your parents. It's more communal in that respect. But it was also highly hierarchical because he had the philosopher king and the warrior class, yeah. you know, and it was very... St- clear the the boundaries between the different like sort of appendages it was i think it was almost like a a body analogy that the society would act like the kids would be separated and like trained by the state you could be born low-class citizen and still become a philosopher king if you had the temperament for it maybe 12 was the age i think he proposed that in order to create a society like this everyone over the age of 12 would have to be killed right and that and that's also kind of communistic 
even with like um, the death tax and the idea of inheritance, criticisms against this idea that you can inherit your wealth to your children because it creates these big disparities yeah. that everything should go back to the state. And this idea of like resetting everything. But, but I think he's probably been canceled too for some reason. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. I mean, if it's not for pee-pee touching, it's for something else. Yeah. I mean, it, it, yeah. but I remember learning about that and I can't remember, remember what it's called where you take a kid in and you like... And these would be like aesthetically pretty, like their faces, structures were good and everything. It's like, okay, this kid can come Mm -hmm. and he'll get free education, but he's got to suck on this PP. You know, if you're in a village and you've got no money and you're, you know, this is your chance because that kid is going to eventually become like the senator of the land because he's trained under Plato, you know? I mean, Alexander the Great. like, get yeah. over there and get yeah. that D in your mouth. Yeah, yeah. Like, get going, kid. Yeah. Kind of like the Michael Jackson thing, you know, like, you, you, did you watch that documentary? Like, yes. It's it's a weird documentary to watch because, I, so just to make it clear, we're we're joking a little bit, but. Just under, a scotch. So, we're yeah. just joking. Just, just scotch. But what about Bill Cosby? His interviews with kids are some of the funniest things I've ever seen. Even if you're a like a con artist, the ability to really sit down with a kid and to have that type of interaction, is it possible that he could have had, he could have been authentic in these ways and also been capable of these other things? Right. You know? And the answer isn't obvious. It makes me think of another thing, which is... um. With cults, sometimes people that get really um, abused in cults, they emerge on the other end with this like, they like this this kind of cognitive dissonance. Yeah, which is that on one hand they know that they were exploited and they were lied to and they were taken advantage of. Right. And on the other hand, it was the best thing that ever happened to them. Yeah, yeah, because it's almost like we we're striving for like an an inspiration or like a figure to look up to. Like, I, I did I tell you that I saw Louis C.K. To me, I almost give Louis C.K. a get-out-of-jail-free card because he's just jerking off. Uh-huh. I can't believe he won the Grammy last year for the best comedy album. Go, so he's made a comeback. To go from fully canceled, he's still, like, off most... Of, he's not on a lot of the major streaming platforms. He kind of, like, went rogue, and he's doing his own thing. After taking the bench for a minute, he's now come back, and he won a Grammy for, for a special he did, and he's, like, working again. Yeah, it's a power dynamic. Yeah. He's the big guy. If you're just Joe Schmo. Maybe you're trying to open for him. Mm-hmm. You're sweeping the stage up after, you know, his night. And he comes in and he's like, yo, and you you have a relationship with this person already. And then he's like, can I wank it in front of yeah. you? Yeah. You say no. You know, it's you're not just going to show up to the office the next day yeah. and be like, hey, Louie, <laughs> can I get you a coffee? How was your How was your weekend? But on the other hand, they could be totally into it. They're comedians. They're like not. These aren't choir girls. Probably privately, they could have gone home and high-fived over it and just said that was ridiculous. Yeah. And then realized, oh, man, we have a huge card here. We can throw this one down and launch off the back of the scandal that is going to rise out of this. But Louis was sad because, you know, depending on who you are, I think a lot of people think that he was the greatest living stand-up comedian at the time. You know, there's Chris Rock, there's Dave Chappelle. But he's up there. We selfish, like we want to lo- overlook a lot of that because we don't want to lose. Just like Michael. Yeah. He's got this weird park in Santa Barbara with all these, you know, popcorn right. and rides and cotton candy and he all this. Hangs out with children. All day. Like it's, every day. Might, it might be chill. But it's okay. It's yeah. okay. He just, you know, he just, 
is a late mature or yeah. just didn't mature. Uh-huh. A regular person, if they go out and rape somebody, right? Let's say just a regular male. Just like a regular person like me or you yeah, just goes out right. and starts raping. Yeah, we start raping. We're going to get caught. We're going to get thrown in jail. Mm-hmm. And that's it. But like these these upper management people, right? These 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 celebrities, stars, whatever, business executives. So they can get away with more, but they also can get away with less, right? Yeah. So like- we're not going to get canceled over this episode because no one cares who we are. <laughs> but we've said like 800 things already that are can- cancelable. If you're a big wig, you could send the wrong tweet and your career could be over. But also you could like drug and serial ra- serially rape women and like you get might with it. you might go to jail for a few years, get a slap on the wrist and come out. Yeah. And you'll still be a millionaire even though 90% of your wealth was was absorbed by lawsuits and whatever else. So wild. Do you have to be a psychopath to do that? If you ascend to a position of power, I mean, I've, I've had a little experience of this where you move up in a company, there's a bunch of people underneath you and you get to a status where you're, you know, you're kind of the big, you know, the big swinging dick right? or, or the big swinging, um, you know, what, what's a term for a girl? Uh, big swinging clit. Clit. Yeah. Just running around. Swinging it around. Just swinging it around, running the shop. Yeah. Right? I've thought about that too with these people. It's so easy to sit back from, you know, from your couch sofa and criticize someone, but what would you do if you were in a position where you had the full menu of life available oh, right. and like begging comes down against it like that decisions about doing the right or the wrong thing right. when it's really compelled by, are you going to get in trouble or not? Like if you really were in a position where you could say, okay, you're not going to get in trouble. You can do whatever you want. Then you really, you know, then you really have to consult like your most weird primordial sex violence fantasies that come up in the you know the yeah. strangest fever dreams that you have like the whole cornucopia of human experience is available to you because you're not basing it on like oh well if i do this then you know i'm going to be ostracized and i'm going to be looked yeah. at yeah. and i'm going to go to you know and even if it's yeah. consequences of your own conscience it's like a dostoevsky crime and punishment situation right right you could steal the money from the woman and you could justify it because she's greedy and she's awful and she's corrupt Right. And you could get away with it and no one's looking for you. And it doesn't matter because at the end of the day, you're going to be your own judge and you can never fully escape your own conscience. But even if it's the consequence of your own conscience, you're still behaving one way or another based on something that's put on you. And is there a higher degree of behavior where you do the right thing for its own right because you want to do good? Is it both? For goodness sake, Mm -hmm. you know? For goodness sake. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so now that we like got the whole homoerotica <laughs> out of the way, um, is there anything else really to talk about? Have a good night, everybody.